0: This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash podcast. Give us good reviews. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Hello.
1: Hi. How are you?
0: I'm good. It's been a long week.
1: Yeah. You know what? I've had an exceptionally bad day preceded by a not great week. And guess what? All of my stories are really fucking depressing.
0: <laughs> Welcome so to the news. So I have a
1: pretty tall glass of wine.
0: I, I have a couple good stories for you. Okay. So Do you we'll want to try to knock in. those
1: out, or do you want to mix them in so I don't I'll self-destruct?
0: I'll, I'll mix them in.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, let Here, I'll give you a good one to begin with. Okay. okay. So uh, after the shooting in New Zealand, mm, the Christchurch mm-hmm. one, uh, there were some... There was a group that was doing a survey on religious attitudes people have toward religious people. Okay. So this is the Institute for Governance Governance and Policy Studies at Victoria University of Wellington. Mm-hmm. They were doing surveys. Then the shooting happened. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, we wonder if this has an effect on sure. how people perceive Muslims or Christians or anybody else. Um, obviously, not the first thought they had. Sure. But one of many thoughts Do they I had. You gotta
1: refresh. That. So, the shooting in New Zealand was a white perpetrator against targeting Muslim.
0: Yeah, like four dozen Muslim Muslims in New their mosques. New Zealand residents. Um, so, this is setting aside the actual tragedy of that thing. This mm-hmm. is a separate issue, but time wise, it was right after it. Okay. And basically, in the United States, there's this idea like, that atheists are not trustworthy Correct. like which group is would you would you want Trust your laid. kids to date would you do whatever mm-hmm. and atheists always come low in that list in fact i think in 2011 there was a study Uh, about that, and they found that atheists were less trusted than rapists in that study. Which
1: is cool and makes me feel very good. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, when we talk about being an open atheist is very toxic, especially Mm -hmm. if you're a politician, it's because of that. It's because when you say the word atheist, people have the stigma. People think the worst. Okay. So in this New Zealand survey, they asked people, you know, what trust do you have toward different religious groups? Mm And what is the most trustworthy group according to New Zealanders?
1: The most trustworthy group, religious group, probably Christians. It like, is not really, really
0: Buddhists.
1: Oh, Buddhists win. Oh yeah, Mostly, okay. I think because they're yeah. about
0: as not controversial as you can imagine. Yep, yep, is yep, my yep, guess. Yep, yep. And then Jews, and then Hindus, and then atheists. We actually what? We actually didn't do too horribly. We
1: beat all Christians.
0: Then Protestants, Muslims, because that bigotry still exists. Sure. Then Catholics. And then way down there is evangelical Christians. That's they so... were the least trustworthy group.
1: Do you know, and I'm putting you on the spot because I'm sure you don't have that in front of you. Is there you a, a big evangel or is there a big evangelical population in New Zealand? Because I feel like it's you... not
0: like the religious right in the US. Yeah, because like, evangelism power-wise? is
1: pretty centered in the US question uh, mark.
0: It's around, I mean, there are, there are megachurches in New Zealand. Okay. There, there are stories that involve Christian politicians saying and doing stupid things, just like is the case here.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, is it as overwhelming, and do they have the same type of political power? No. Right. But I do believe it's still powerful enough okay. that people know we evangelicals, and they don't like them there. <laughs> and in fact, here's what they said. Uh, on a scale, it was the scale where it's like, do you have little or no trust Or do you have, like, complete or lots of trust in these groups? What they found is that when it came to evangelicals, only 4.8% of people said, I have complete trust in them. Yeah. Uh, And 15.5% said, I have lots of trust in them. But by and large, we're talking, like, 38% said little or no trust. Wow. Which was higher than any other group. So... (laughs) Hey, that's a new... I mean, this is coming in New Zealand where in recent months they had a political party launched by evangelicals who blamed earthquakes on gay people. Cool. They had a prominent megachurch pastor denounce an Islamic prayer in honor of those Christchurch victims because it's like, oh, Islamic prayer, how (laughs) dare you? Um, And there is still the same... Faith-based homophobia. You still have white evangelicals like defending Donald Trump in right. the U.S. So people like who hear stories about what's going on in our country, yeah, they're we're like, not oh shit. our best Evangelical. evangelicals
1: forward. No, I don't we are not think. sending
0: our best. No. <laughs> no. So that was, I mean, co- going from a survey the last time I heard, so we're like, third. Eight, we are. Fourth. I mean, there were only eight groups on the list.
1: Listen, I'm happy to be middling at this yeah, point. Yeah,
0: we were in the middle we of the We said it was group. Buddhist, However, Jews...
1: What was the third one? Hindus. Hindus, Which yeah.
0: all three of them are relatively non-controversial, mm-hmm. I yeah,
1: think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say innocuous, but that felt condescending. But, like, right. yeah.
0: Um, but we were, like... Those are all tightly packed together. Mm -hmm. The evangelicals were like pretty far away from the pack, relatively speaking. Wow. So that's new. That's interesting. That's cool. It's nice to see that change of pace because I feel like they deserve that reputation and we don't.
1: Yes, More so than us. I would argue they've done a lot more to earn it. Right. Lately, so anyway, there's my good late. news.
0: Now, lots of horrible, horrible. Yeah,
1: can we just dive into the to the shootings and all the bad shit that's sort of spiraled out of that? Sure.
0: Which shootings are you talking about? Well, I, I use shootings. I
1: use shootings plural uh, on purpose. You know, the one in Toledo. Do cool it. as usual, President Trump. Um. So actually, I want to kick off with something that. So we're going to talk about some stuff from some conservatives who said dumb shit, which we expect, right? Like, these these tragic things happen, and your Mike, Mike's Huckabee, your Mike's Pence... God, we have a lot of Mikes in office, <laughs> huh? Are always going to say they're garbage. Yeah. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson... Really is sort of
0: he's had a he's had a rough year
1: rough year, and <laughs> I generally am very much willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because I do believe he has done a lot of good for the scientific literacy and of the country. just to
0: put this in context, like the Hayden planetarium where he works just said we have cleared you of well, they didn't say we cleared you of wrongdoing per se because he was accused of sexual. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm, Mis- misconduct.
0: Um, but it didn't pan out from any of the groups investigating him. Now, that's one thing when Fox does it or National Geographic does it, because they have a lot riding on him being blameless. Right, right. But the planetarium owes, I mean, they'll be fine either way, right. well, maybe. But they said, look, we investigated, we talked to people. We want you to keep your job. They didn't fire him. That's where we left off with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, and, you and can now go he's slowly kind of working his way back into the public eye.
1: Uh, right, and you can hear our thoughts at length, probably six months ago or so, yeah, that we yes. dug into all of that. Um, and I'm not interested in revisiting it so much to this a second. But Neil deGrasse Tyson tweeted a really bad tweet. Tone deaf tweet. I Something think tone like deaf that? is a good. So what he said was, in the past 48 hours, so listen, right if you're living under a rock, there were two shootings within 24 hours in El Paso and in um, Dayton, Dayton I was going to fucking Toledo. say Toledo because yep. I said it earlier, um, it left 34 people total, total dead, both perpetrated by white men, it's a white nationalist issue, it's a gun issue, it, we're going to talk about that later. Neil deGrasse Tyson, in a, like, stunningly bad judgment decision, in the past 48 hours, the USA horrifically lost 34 people to mass shootings. On average, across any 48 hours, we also lose 500 to medical errors, 300 to the flu, 250 to suicide, 200 to car accidents, 400 to homicide via handgun. Often our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. Holy shit, that's so, the worst tweet I've ever seen.
0: In the best possible light, he's saying, yes, those 34 or some, what was the number? 30, 34. 34 people died, but also 500 people die of other reasons, and we don't think about that. That's what he's
1: trying to get
0: at. It's and such a stunningly
1: that, tone deaf... Yeah,
0: the spectacle of the shootings is what we pay attention to, and not like the the numbers and the data right. that suggest there are worse killers out there than school shootings or I'm sorry, shootings in general. Yeah mass shootings. But
1: which which dude. his point is not incorrect. He's right. Right, right, factually right. correct. But but the difference is I'm not walking to work in the morning and all of a sudden drop dead of the flu.
0: Right. Like a doctor's error is different from a shooter, because who gets a all gun.
1: we do is try to make sure that medical errors are fixed. That's why they do like m and m's at at um at medical conferences, um, mortality and morbidity, it's when mm, they go over, mm. like, how people died and how it could have been prevented. Like, they have whole shit for this. Right. It's part of be- being a doctor is to learn from other people's Like, yeah, mistakes. a lot of people
0: die from car accidents, but those are accidents.
1: It's so funny you say that, Hemet, because I did some research. Oh, really? See? There's what handwriting. Got? What you got? Um, because w- I-, I think the point of, of all of this is that, like, yes, a lot of people die of car accidents. However, A, it's a calculated risk. Anytime somebody gets into a car, you're aware that there is a chance that that you might be involved in a car wreck. Me, like, being at a Walmart doesn't, isn't, like, a calculated risk on my part. But, here's the other thing, and I would argue the more important thing, is that, since there have been cars, we have been working to reduce car deaths. So, in 2017, the latest data I got, um, 37,000 people were killed that year in car wrecks, which is A lot of people. And it's tragic. Uh, And that that adds up to about um, 11.4 deaths per 100,000 people. A lot. No doubt of it. We are working every day to reduce that, whether it's making cars safer, licensing, automatic or, you know, auto. What is it when the robots drive the car?
0: Auto driving. That's not what it is. Self-driving. Idiot.
1: Self-driving. Self-driving cars. Thank you to reduce human error. Um... So those were the numbers: thirty-seven thousand eleven point four deaths per thousand for per one hundred thousand. Excuse me. The lowest it hit was two thousand eleven, when it was only thirty-two and a half thousand deaths and um, ten point four deaths per hundred thousand. Do you know when, prior to two thousand eleven, what would you wager the guess is the last time deaths were below thirty-seven thousand besides two thousand eleven? Just give me a year, Jesus.
0: Uh, I, I got nothing for
1: you. Just give me a fucking death. 2005. 1961. There you go. 1961 deaths were at 36,000. They had rose every year since. So there until... was a little
0: blip, but they've been going down ever since.
1: Well, they, they rose steadily because more people were driving right, and driving right, right. was more common. Okay. And then safety happened and yes. like licensing happened. Would you like to guess the last... No. Fuck. Can you just like fucking play okay. this game with me for once? Um, 2017, there were 11.4 deaths per 100,000. In 2011, there were 10.4 deaths per 100,000. Do you know when, prior to 2011, the last time deaths per 100,000 people happened in the United States?
0: I don't even know the question until so I'll say 1961. <laughs>
1: 1920 yeah. is the last time that 11.4 people per 100,000 died in a car wreck in across a year. Does that make sense? Am I no. explaining it well? I don't get it. Okay. But so okay. So for every 100,000 people, <laughs> in 2017, 11.4 people died. Okay. So you're using statistics instead of raw numbers because there's more people in 2017 than there were in right. 1961 or whatever. The last time, like, rates have been dropping so much that the rate of people dying in car wrecks is now back to 1920s numbers when not as many people drove cars and they didn't drive as far and they didn't drive as frequently. What I'm saying is shit is getting fucking safer Cool, because we have worked hard as a society to say like a lot of people are dying in car wrecks. Let's, Let's make DUI laws a thing. Let's make seatbelt laws a thing. Let's add crumple zones to cars. Let's add all these fucking safety Here's, features. I drive a car that if I turn on my blinker and somebody's in my blind spot, it's like, hey, Jess, fucking stop. Like, my car's smarter than me, objectively. Like, <laughs> we are working all the time to make everything safer except for guns.
0: Right. Totally with you there. I, if I'm looking at the Neil deGrasse Tyson tweet, and I'm. Tr- I was trying to figure out, like, what was this guy thinking when he wrote it. And I th- here's the thing: his brand, the thing everyone th- knows him for, at least on Twitter, is he'll be like, "Oh, did you see that movie that just came out about whatever astronomy?" Here's five here's th- scientific
1: inaccuracies. Here's some stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. Here's some stuff you should know about it. The s- the moon is not. Shifting in the right direction. It's not rotating in the right direction. Or, it's hey, like, everybody's
1: looking at the supermoon. It's like an eighth of an inch bigger than it normally. <laughs> it's like, fucking right. keep your pants and on. And his
0: whole thing is here's some stuff you may not be thinking about the thing everyone's talking about. Let me add some science in there for it. Which I think you. is a
1: fair and interesting place to occupy.
0: When it's about the supermoon, which literally, whatever. Is the
1: least consequential it's, thing. It's
0: not consequential. So he sees this and he sees people talking about it. And he's like, what can I add to this conversation no one's doing? And he's like, well, let me put it in perspective for you. And he did that. And it's like, dude, now is not the time to say, well, more people die from the flu. It's where, think of the compassion. And this is, he's feeding into the stereotype everyone has of scientists, which is very much the Big Bang Theory, you're just like Sheldon, which is, dude, have a heart and stop thinking about the data for once. Right,
1: and this isn't the time or place. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no one wants the scientific perspective on death when people just died of a horrible tragedy. Like, now is not the time to be smarter than everyone. Uh, Yeah,
1: it it was... I I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it was completely tone deaf, because when we talk about, like, medical errors... We all acknowledge that medical errors need to be reduced, and we are doing our best to find the best way forward. The difference is mass shootings are utterly preventable. And when he, he knows that. Error- All the
0: stuff you're talking about, like... I, I have no doubt he knows all of this because he's part of that so conversation too. So what's his too. game?
1: Like, what his is, game he thinking? is
0: let me add in some perspective. Let me add in some numbers. Let's try to put this in perspective. It's just not the time. It didn't help. There was nothing that said to him. He never said to himself, maybe this isn't what people need to hear right now. Yeah. Even if Even if his intentions were understood by everyone. Right.
1: And it... Kind now, of reeks to me of far right talking points of like, yeah, this tragedy happened, but look at all these other deaths that are happening. And it's, it's, I, I
0: don't f- know that I buy that. No? I know what you're
1: to me, that's I mean, exactly what it is. That's of not like, him,
0: like, he's I know not it the isn't, but that's, that. that's,
1: the, that's the same fucking talking point that any Republican is going to use, and it has that more last people week. die from other more stuff. people die from X than gun violence. I will
0: say, I have not heard that from the right. Really? Yeah, I've heard a lot of stupid shit from the right this week. That one, no. But again, Neil deGrasse Tyson is not that. I think he's just coming at this just from a heartless. I don't. He didn't. He didn't even think about that. And that's the problem with the tweet. Because I want to like him. I like his stupid little tweets that it, yeah. about the eighth of an inch Supermoon thing. Like that's fine. He occupies a
1: really interesting and good space yeah. in American pop culture. And again,
0: if you, I was trying to. I didn't say this because I'm not doing this on Twitter. But it's like, dude, if if anything, Neil deGrasse Tyson is supposed to be better. At, I expect that tweet from Dawkins. Because Dawkins doesn't have that thing that says, let me, let me try to be nice about this mm-hmm. and meet you where you're at mm-hmm. instead of putting the science on you. Yeah. No, that's like the Dawkins, dude, be more human thing. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson, if you watch a video, anytime a kid asks him a question, he, like, walks up to them. He'll oh, yeah. kneel. He's
1: very personable. He
0: will talk to them. Would you, would like. You say Let me... he
1: would kneel deGrasse Tyson?
0: Yeah, eh. He will talk to them, like, at their level, yeah. and he'll inspire them. Like, that's the sort of... Com- that's why people love him, because yeah. he shows that compassion very good science and empathy that scientists don't normally share. Mm-hmm. And now... On Twitter, at a time, by the way, when his reputation needs some help, uh-huh. this he was... does this. And it's like, dude, no, you are better than this. Yeah. On Twitter, you're better than this. And you know the pitfalls, Neil, because you are part of this conversation. You know when people are throwing shit at you, like, just back off for a little and bit. And it's still
1: up, isn't it? It's not like he deleted it. Or, he, or I has think he, he said, I'm he not s- deleting
0: it because, I mean, it's up there. Sure. I'm not trying to hide from it. He did issue an apology on Facebook, which was oh, lengthy. It was lengthier. That's why he did it on Facebook, saying, look, here's what I was trying to get at. I realized I failed at that. Um, but it, I don't know that it made anyone feel better because he... The no, apology is was... you guys misunderstood what I was trying to do. And no, we didn't. I I'll give you the no, benefit of the doubt. I know what you're doubt. trying to
1: do. It and just and didn't you're help. not factually incorrect, but right. like read the fucking room, Neil.
0: It, that's exactly it. And I don't think he apologized for not reading the room. He apologized for like other stuff. But again, it's I expect better from you and I wouldn't say that about everybody. So what are you doing?
1: When's the last time you have been satisfied with somebody's apology? Because I know mine it's off happened. the top of the I dome. See, I I'm not see, saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's so rare.
0: I see it from some people on Twitter. I see it uh, at least because I engage with people more mm-hmm. on there than I do anywhere else. Sure. But, like, I, I'll i see an apology. and But it's very rare that it comes from someone with a platform of that size mm-hmm. who has done something. But, again, the problem with the apology is I don't think he understood why... Even his own fans were mad.
1: But that's the thing, isn't it? Like the reason apologies fall flat is because they don't understand why we're mad in the first place. Yeah. Like we're not mad that you said that two hundred people die, two hundred fifty people die by suicide every year. We're mad that you thought this was the moment to minimize the fact that thirty four people died sem- senselessly in acts of domestic and I, terrorism. And I think
0: he would argue. I'm not minimizing them. I'm just trying to put it in perspective, but it's the same results. Like, you're trying to distract us almost from that that's to talk about the bigger picture. But no, they need your attention. No,
1: and, and that's the thing is, uh, this, this is like fucking weapons-grade whataboutism. You know what I mean? Like... Because no matter what, there's always going to be something that's bigger. Like, 34 people died. Well, how many people are going to die due to climate change? Or how many people died due to... Like, it's a completely... It's untenable. It's an unreasonable way to to get anything done. Because there's always something bigger. There's always something worse. But we as a culture, aren't great at focusing, and maybe he should have let us focus for a hot second to say, like, maybe two parents didn't need to die shielding their baby from right. a white supremacist shooter.
0: Yeah, I didn't... I I expect better. That's why I was disappointed. I wasn't mad at the tweet. I'm mad that, come on, dude, Now, no, no, just... Yeah.
1: It was bad. It you was could p-
0: say nothing. It's okay.
1: That's the thing is but nobody's going chi- to be mad. If, <laughs> if you're going
0: to chime in, you better say something helpful nobody's here gonna, like, in this situation.
1: Like, NG- NDT hasn't said anything about this mad shooting. Where are you, Neil? Like, nobody's right. looking for your, like, contribute something net positive or just, like, shh. shh. Right. Um, <sighs> let's do more reflections on the terrible... Let's talk about tragedy. that baby. I want to
0: talk about that baby. I very
1: much want to talk about that baby. Um, so, if you haven't seen it, there's no words I can use to describe it. But, uh, essentially, there was a shooting in El Paso. It was a, a white nationalist who drove from, I think, Dallas to target um, Mexicans and Mexican-Americans because...
0: He literally said, I was looking for Mexicans to the police. I think that was today.
1: Yeah. Um. And... It's hard for me to remember where I've heard that kind of rhetoric in the past. Was it Donald? Was it our president? Was it the president of the United States who called Mexicans infestation and rapists? And uh, That
0: sounds about...
1: Yeah, does that sound familiar that to you? That does sound like
0: something he would do.
1: So anyway, um, essentially this mass shooting happened because white nationalists are emboldened by the leader of our country to take out his own enemies list, which he defo has. Anyway, Trump went down. So, um, so this mass shooting happened. Trump went down to El Paso, as presidents are wont to do, to visit the, um, the victims, the survivors. And they were all like, actually, I'm good. Like, I got shot, and talking to you would be worse. That's not it. I'm sorry. I'm putting words in their mouth. If they were assholes like me, they would have said that. But he did find one person who would meet with him. It was a baby. According to this baby's um, uncle, who his, is now his guardian, because his parents died, shielding this baby's body from a shooter. His parents both died because a shooter tried to kill them. They protected the baby, and they are both dead. That kid is an orphan. Um, according to this kid's uncle, who is now guardian, the dad who died... Uh, was a Trump supporter, so the uncle wanted wanted Trump to meet him. So they brought the baby back to the hospital to pose with the president and the first lady. Um, and the picture is obscene. It's it's Melania holding the baby, Trump standing next to her, the two guardians, the aunt and uncle, presumably on the baby side. who I believe
0: has a broken arm.
1: Does he? Oh, I didn't I think see that.
0: So. But I, she's not holding the baby wrongly. No, no, no. But no. also, there's not any different care that. Uh.
1: They are grinning like they just want a fucking Oscar, and and Trump is doing a thumbs up.
0: A thumbs up with a the baby, up who's baby. his rhetoric orphaned.
1: So I want um, to. Graham, I think G R A E M Graham Wood of The Atlantic uh, wrote this, and I would just like to read it because they nailed it. Um, so they're talking about how horrible this picture is. Um, so they said, first there are the smiles. So chipper in the aftermath of mass murder. For some reason, this Trump smile calls to mind the one in his famous tweeted portrait in which he's eating a taco bowl. I love Hispanics. Served by the Trump Tower Grill. Then there's a thumbs up. Also present to signal approval of the taco bowl. In this case, to signal approval of what exactly? The narrow survival of the infant, the heroism of the hospital staff and first responders who cared for the wounded? Somehow neither of these possibilities seems quite right, and contemplation has brought me no closer to a better answer. I do not imagine that Trump is applauding the slaughter, but few gestures are appropriate for both a taco bowl and the death of a baby's parents. Yep. What was he thinking?
0: Uh, he was Neil deGrasse tyson it for, for a hot minute there. He wasn't thinking. He wanted a photo op more than he cared about the baby. Like, Obama sang Amazing Grace in a church after black people died, and he's, like, Taco Bowl thumbs-upping after a baby is miraculously alive. You know what I mean? I... Like, it's just a complete disconnect from he's the reason that baby's in the hospital he doesn't know it. He's just like, look, photo op, smile, thumbs up. It's I, like, do you uh, even know why you're here? No.
1: No. It's, I mean, it is, it is psychopathy, right? It's an, it's an utter lack of empathy for anybody else. He sees a camera and he's like... That yeah. was me and doing. That was thumbs good. Up. And
0: do you know what Republicans said about that photo?
1: What did they say? Nothing.
0: They said nothing about that photo because why would they criticize him about anything?
1: It's it's so fucking disgusting. It is a person who utterly lacks empathy and does not understand what a nation in grief looks like, and fucking thumbs up and grinning with a newly orphaned baby is not that a good caused? that he caused. The fucking shooter. Did you see the picture the shooter made, spelled out Trump with his weapons? I heard
0: that was not his Oh, really? But he was inspired by the rhetoric.
1: Uh, You know how we know that? Because he told us. Right. I just, it's.
0: Let's talk about this Ohio representative.
1: Oh my so God. this
0: is Candace Keller. She's a state representative from Ohio. She's a Republican. She represents an area that's like a half hour from Dayton. Okay. Not that proximity makes a difference here, but after the shooting happened in Dayton. It been and close to nine home people her. were killed there. Here was her brilliant. Tweet uh Facebook post about it. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Oh, let me here, read the whole thing. Well, hang on. Here is who she blamed, because we could just skip to the good stuff. Oh yeah. Um, she posted this publicly on Facebook, at least until she realized there were privacy settings. Yeah. <laughs> she blamed all of the following for the shooting, and I will just spoil this for you. Guns are not on the list. What? I Let's can't go. believe it. Okay. Here's who she blamed: transgender people. Got it. Gay marriage. Yep. Drag queens. Yep. Fatherlessness. Yep. Violent video games. Open borders, marijuana, parents who don't discipline their kids, parents who disrespect cops, quote, thank you, Obama. Cool. Parents who disrespect the military, athletes who protest the national anthem a la Colin Kaepernick, anti-Semitic Democrats, a godless culture, politicians who don't know the Second Amendment, people who can't accept Donald Trump.
1: Oh, snowflakes.
0: Snowflakes, too. And then finally, she after they con- people contacted her about this, like reporters, she's like, "Oh no!" Changes it to private. Like, dude, that that didn't cool. help.
1: Screen grabs don't exist. <laughs> By Good the job. way, the
0: here's the kicker to this story: last month, she was the subject of ethical investigations because <laughs> she sponsored a bill that would directly benefit an anti-abortion clinic that she runs.
1: Oh, what a cunt. Ah. Oh. Can you explain this to me?
0: She's Republican.
1: Oh, no, no, no. By the way, she's also
0: now running for the state Senate. Because she wants
1: higher office. Yeah, definitely deserves it. Um, The Democratic Congress, the culture which totally ignores the importance of God and the church until they elect a president. What does that mean? Like, really and truly, what does that mean?
0: I have no idea what she's
1: getting at. Hey, guys, if you're listening to this... Run for office. You're smarter than this bitch. <laughs> right. Like, what are we doing? Oh, um, do you want to talk about something different? or stick No, because I still have. Fine, let's go. I still have Huckabee to talk about. Oh, God, what did Huckabee oh, say? Oh, Papa Huckabee. Um, so he went on Fox News on Monday morning. Um, you know where good, <laughs> good news happens. Um, and here is what he said. This is why he, uh, he thinks the mass shootings happen. It's a hate inside the heart. It's the loss of morality. It's that disconnecting from a God who values all people and who would never let me do that to another person because I would be basically doing it to God and to myself just to destroy another human life. That's not how we're hardwired from the Father above.
0: Listen, every damn nation in Europe is more godless than we are. Mm -hmm. They don't have these problems.
1: They have the same rate of mental illness. They, They... play fucking violent video games at the same rate. I actually, oh, where did I read it? Uh, I shouldn't say it without quoting, but there is a study that says that when a big video game that would be considered quote-unquote violent comes out, there tends to be a drop in, in actual physical violence, and they don't know why. Because they're playing video games. Right, they don't, I mean, they don't know why. Uh, they don't have a reason for it. It could be catharsis, it could be like, right. People are busy playing their stupid games. Like, I don't know. Um, But again,
0: every country is more godless than we are. That is not the issue. They don't have the violence. Listen, when there are two dots to connect, it shouldn't be this hard. Right. And these people do everything like, well, maybe I'll try a curve over here.
1: (laughs) Have we tried spiraling? (laughs) Let me go off the
0: page. Maybe that's how I connect these dots.
1: He also wrote on his website that the lack of thought and prayers is probably the single biggest factor in what's behind them, them being the shootings. I will keep ignoring the scoffers and saying prayers and urging everyone to join together and do the same. It's not a meaningless gesture. It's the only thing that's ever really going to help.
0: I swear to God, these that family is in a constant competition over which Huckabee is the worst. It
1: got, Can you and imagine Thanksgiving dinner there? And he got bored,
0: and he tried to win. And for a week, he may have
1: won, because yeah. I don't
0: know what the hell Sarah has said this well, week.
1: Well, she's... She's she's m- not in now, the administration. Yeah, she's not in the administration. So, like, but I'm sure she's know. still saying. Maybe she's putting stuff. on too much eyeliner at home now. Um, he also said, "Sorry, you know what? I shouldn't make fun of how somebody looks. That's not fair. She does wear too much eyeliner. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was bad. That was bad feminism. But fuck her. That wasn't bad feminism." <laughs> um, he also said uh, he told Fox News that what hurts them the most is not the loss of 31 lives or the families or the survivors and yada yada yada. But that we've got a lot of our country that are utterly disconnected from any sense of identity with their creator and his love for them and his uh. love for the people that they hate. So, I uh, one of the reasons I had a shitty day today, um, is because I was on the internet, and you know how that yeah, well, kind of has an effect. Do it. So, I'm on, uh, and I know I've brought them up a few times, I've I was on like What's happening in Naperville? What's happening in Aurora? Kinds of things, which I know. I do it to so myself.
0: So local mommy groups.
1: Oh, it's, okay. First of all, they're not mommy they're groups. They're totally it's mommy groups. It's all, like, middle-aged white dudes yelling about millennials. Like, it's my, <laughs> That's my bread and butter. But so um one of my local representatives posted that, like, they're going to have a talk about gun control, what okay. can we do? And, Hemant, why did I look? Why did not you Not reading the comments of self-care. Oh, God. But it's just time and time again of, like, well, we already have like 20,000 laws on the book, so... Jesus. And that's the thing I think that makes me really crazy is that people like that don't look at what just happened and what is going to continue to happen because we're not doing anything to change it and say, like, how can we stop this? It's literally like, eh. Like, that's never... the reaction.
0: <laughs> I still haven't been able to get a good answer to how those people somehow are... Horrible at critical thinking when it comes to this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're bad on so many issues. And yet, the one thing all of them are just friggin' amazing at is voting every single damn time.
1: We need to be better. They are
0: so good at that. They're so much better at it than like liberals I don't know are.
1: How the GOP mobilizes their voters so well.
0: They fear. It's fear yeah. and like you need to do this or they're but taking hey, away your Hammett, guns. I'm afraid
1: all There's of the a fucking baby. time.
0: Now we are, and hopefully it'll yeah. scare. N- it worked in the midterms, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, <sighs> I have other stories that are not shooting related.
1: Uh, wait, let me see if I have anything other related yes. to the shooting so we can stay on track. Um, no, let's do your thing. All right.
0: So here's something totally unrelated because we need a break from this for a second. Uh, there is, there's this town in Pennsylvania. There's a county in Pennsylvania, Lehigh County. And years ago, this this legal battle has been brewing for years now because Lehigh County has an official like seal, a logo. Okay. They have a drawing that they put on their official paperwork. This sounds and so whatever. low stakes.
1: I'm really into totally it. Totally low stakes. <laughs> I'm so excited. And,
0: the, and it's supposed to show like. Their history, I guess, because you see like industrial smokestacks on buildings, they see them murdering right? native peoples. <laughs> that one is left <laughs> off the list. Why? Why? But in the middle
1: of the seal, they have a
0: giant cross. Just
1: sure, randomly, because Jesus there. is from Central Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, and so years ago, uh, there was a lawsuit, uh, Freedom from Religion Foundation lawsuit, with local people basically saying this is just promoting Christianity, and no. <laughs> They, a cross isn't Christian. Dude. And so a lower judge kind of said, it is illegal. Like, <laughs> this is totally a promotion of Christianity. But also, he he kind of said, like, I'm only doing this because a reasonable person who knew nothing about the place mm-hmm. would look at this and say, that's Christian. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to because I know you're not trying to promote Christianity, but I kind of have to say it. It was yeah. a very wishy-washy answer. But he ruled the right way. Yeah. So then it went to an appeals court. And this week we got the decision from the appeals court, which included a George W. Bush judge and a Trump judge and one Obama judge. But who cares? You're outnumbered. And all three of them said they waited on this case. And they said, we're not r- ruling on this yet because we want to see what the Supreme Court is going to do about that giant Christian cross in Maryland.
1: Oh, yeah. And no, we remember, the that. Supreme
0: Court, long story short, said it's been here forever so we're going to say it's not really a Christian symbol anymore, even mm-hmm. though it totally is, because mm-hmm. uh, it's been diluted. It's been, and it's sense. been
1: grandfathered in, it's I been guess. grandfathered
0: it's... in. It's not promoting Christianity. It's just a
1: Christian symbol that's just there. Yeah.
0: And based on that, the appeals court in this Lehigh County seal case said, all right, well, this has been around for just as long, like several, several decades. Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to let it slide. And the sad part is, like, Who are you going to go to? The rest of the Third Circuit Court of Appeals? That's overwhelmingly conservative. Right. You can't appeal to the Supreme Court. One, low stakes. And two, it's the same court that just said the same thing. So there's really nowhere to go with this. This decision stands. So the seal is going to remain in place. Very low stakes. But also, it's kind of like a, uh, oh, if you got Christianity into your government stuff a long time ago. Right. Good job. You did get grandfathered in. Right. And, and it's and, a rule and that hey, applies we don't to have nobody a date
1: else. That it is like officially. Yeah, it's not like fifty enough. years or
0: older. Yeah, and, I and, in. It's and just I and I and
1: i And I always want to be very clear about this and not just because a guy from my dog park uh, said he was gonna listen to this. And if this is his first episode, I want to make sure he understands where we're coming from.
0: There's no way he made it to thirty seven minutes in. <laughs>
1: When we, like, so these are genuinely my least favorite lawsuits that we have to deal with Are are things like the nativity scene on city property Um, They're my least favorite because they are so on their face in support of religion And I genuinely don't care
0: I wish I didn't have to care
1: Except for, and the only reason I have to care is is because then you're saying well i have a and it's not it's not me being paranoid and me extrapolating it is people saying like well we have a nativity scene on our you know why can't we have the Ten Commandments in this? And they use right. these little things as precedent. You and have so to stop are, them
0: in their tracks yeah. the second they happen. But then,
1: like, it's such a gross look because then we look like these petty assholes right. who are like, get the Virgin Mary off your lawn. Like, it's not a great look, but because it's built upon, like, these are the foundations. So when we talk the about... Project like, there's Project
0: Blitz that we've talked about before. God, that,
1: the worst name for a project. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you seen a whole World War II documentary? The whole
0: thing they're trying to do is let's get these tiny things in yes. place so that we can build off of them in the future. This
1: isn't, this isn't oh, we just happened to realize that, like, Naperville has had a cross on its property, for, so we're going to spin off that. It is, we are going to get a cross on Naperville's property and therefore use that as leverage to... So let's
0: put in God we trust in the schools, right? Bingo, we can win. Can we talk
1: about... I We might have talked about this already, but, God, what state was it that just... North Dakota. North Dakota. How fucking, like...
0: <laughs> Every dystopian, school needs to have In God is But how Trump.
1: dystopian they look. They're like, <laughs> all the pictures are like stark white walls with just like this black like sans serif print of like In God We Trust. Like it looks like the beginning of Oliver Twist when they had that huge <laughs> God is Love thing over the start. Like it's so dystopian. At least make it look nice. Ca- can we have some aesthetics for once? Anyway.
0: There's some art projects for young entrepre- uh, enterprising students. What can you do with that image in yes! your school? Go, Seriously. Go make people think about that twice. So, okay, <laughs> this story I've been dying to tell you for uh, days now. Okay. Okay. We've talked about the Billy Graham rule, the Mike Pence rule, oh, Christ, right? Yeah. You're a guy. You can't be alone with a woman because who knows what you're going to do <laughs> with your pants?
1: No, I think at this point. Do you think, okay, really and truly, do you think it is because they want to stay pure themselves and don't want to, like, be tempted, or they are afraid of being accused of something they don't do? I
0: I think it's because they're afraid of being accused of it, but it also suggests that, like, well, dude, if you keep your pants on and keep it professional, then you have your alibi. You're fine. Yeah. It's not like she's going to fake accuse you. That's not how it works. But that's the
1: thing, is people say women fake accuse all the time. but only dumb
0: people. Like so, <laughs> no one's gonna actually do like it, like Billy
1: Graham and Mike yeah. Pence.
0: So anyway, that's the that things we've we've talked about this before. Remember in Mississippi, right. like two of the GOP candidates are like, "Oh, a woman, reporter wants to report on me." I forgot. Not about without this. a chaperone, you're not. How
1: fucking right. condescending! So anyway,
0: now here's here's how this actually plays when it matters, not just for looks. Yeah. Like they're afraid of how it might be perceived, but here's what's actually going on: um, a man named. Manuel Torres, he was a sheriff's deputy in North Carolina. And he, he at one point, they said, uh, he's from Lee County, North Carolina. They said, hey, we have a new officer on the job. We need you to train her. Um, so that requires like some time in the patrol car, right? Sure. You come with me while I'm on my shift and you could see how I do things. And there you go. Now you're trained. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he's like, what? She's a woman? Can't do it. He said his faith, quote, prohibits him as a married man from being alone for extended periods with a woman who is not his wife. So he, he said he asked his boss to reassign him and whatever they did behind the scenes, whatever. But months later, this guy was fired. And now he's suing the department saying, you fired me because of my religion, and by the way, when I tried applying to other police departments, sheriff's departments in the area, like, I'm pretty sure you gave them a bad referral of me because of Why did my he get religion.
1: fired? Like, what were the grounds?
0: I don't know. And it's personnel stuff. So it's not public information necessarily. Okay. But his argument is you're, it's religious discrimination. And I would argue. Well, it sounds
1: like you can't do your job. It sir. sounds like
0: you can't do your job. So they had every right to fire you. Mm-hmm. And they, like, again, There's a difference between a religious accommodation that, like, it's if you don't do it, it's a burden to to you. Like, you want you're a Christian and you want Christmas off. That seems logical Mm because that's a big deal in your religion. But if you say I'm Christian and no, I can't help this other officer in a professional capacity right. or I'm a pharmacist and I can't dispense the thing you, your doctor said you needed. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a burden on you. That's no. just you being a
1: dick. Yeah. That's, well, it's not even, I mean, yes, it is definitely a person being a dick, but it's just you refusing to use it do your job.
0: Yeah. And again, I think he has a, a hard legal burden here because he has to prove they were discriminating against him on the basis of religion when I'm pretty sure having no legal background here, I'm pretty sure the department can be like, well, no, he wasn't doing his job, and maybe well, that's I mean, why we had to fire him. Well, that's
1: like saying like, if I was at work and because I'm an atheist, I like, yelled at Christian people because that's part of my religion, I guess, as an atheist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The thing that got me fired wouldn't be my atheism. It would be me yelling at people. Right. Just the same as like, if he got fired, if this was why he got fired at this infraction or whatever... So it's not because he's it. Christian; it's because he wouldn't do a part of his job. Right, and he's a government he's official who's and not, misogynist. He's a
0: government official not doing his job. And by the way, this isn't just something like what I, you're making me do something that violates my religion. No, his his beliefs are hurting her, the new mm-hmm. officer. And mm-hmm. this is the issue that I think gets to the heart of why people have a problem with this Billy Graham, Mike Pence rule. Mm-hmm. It's not that oh, look, you you're the, you're afraid of losing your honor. You're afraid of the perception. The criticism people have is if Mike Pence doesn't want to meet with a woman who's not his wife have alone. No
1: women on his staff.
0: Right? Why bother having a woman on staff when you can't meet with her alone? That hurts women. Yeah. And in this case,
1: this is pretty crystal clear that he's she,
0: stopping her from, from having this career, Giving the
1: training that she needs, or at
0: least I mean, maybe they're lucky and there's another guy on staff who's not a Christian dick about it. Yeah. But. She shouldn't have to face that obstacle on top of whatever else she yeah, has Yeah, I, I
1: remember the first time we kind of talked about this Billy Graham rule, which has probably been early in the Trump administration. Um, we got some pushback from listeners about, like, whatever, it's his choice, because whatever, if he doesn't want to meet with somebody. Like, to say that any man at any point can say, like, oh, I'm not going to be in a room alone with women is detrimental to any woman who wants to, especially if it's the fucking vice president of the United right. States where, like, probably getting FaceTime with that person is pretty important. Like, what do they expect us to do?
0: As as a commenter pointed out on my site, like, what if he gets called to a crime scene at the home of a female crime victim? Yeah. Is he gonna go? Or, or is he gonna be like, what? She's a woman by herself.
1: Now, nah, Or if there's else. a female suspect and he yeah. needs to interrogate. I guess there's usually two cops for that.
0: Yeah, but still I watch you, a lot of crime shows.
1: No, it's it's the dumb, is it's dumb and it's at best misogynistic. It's at worst he, fucking medieval.
0: He is asking the courts to give him his old job back. No. And three hundred thousand dollars for no. lost wages. And
1: how long has he been out of work?
0: Like three days. I don't know. And also punitive damages, fifteen thousand and other legal costs. Yep. Christ. And there you go. So um, it's a thing.
1: I actually have a non-terrible story. I Go mean, it's on. about a terrible person. It's just extremely petty and funny. Yes. Uh, so Pence, Mike Pence, Vice President of the United States of America. Heard of him? True Christian warrior. Yes. Tone deaf
0: idiot. Go on.
1: Lego haired man uh-huh. was holding a Q and A. With um, the group Alliance Defending Freedom, which...
0: Religious right group.
1: Correct. Anytime they say freedom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I really do
1: think we need like a bingo chart of <laughs> of the words that like right-wing groups use. Yeah. Cause freedom, family, family. Defending. Yes. Anyway, um, somebody had asked him about the backlash about his wife who's working in a uh, homophobic... School, She's teaching blah, art at a blah. Christian
0: school that won't allow you in if you're gay or you have gay parents. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um,
1: so at this point, Pence said his number one piece of advice on dealing with criticism was this, quote, spend more time on your knees than on the Internet. Mike. Mike, Mike, make my job harder. (laughs) Like, I don't want just anybody to be able to start a podcast and say hilarious things about you. I need you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that he probably has no No idea what he said. No idea.
1: No idea. Because he's probably never had oral sex in his life. He probably (laughs) only has fully clothed missionary (laughs) sex.
0: Don't want to think about this. No, you
1: have to now. Now no, you have to. So, the best think about response, it, of course, to this. Do you think he calls her mother during sex? I'm so Shut sorry. Up. I've had three glasses of wine tonight. <laughs> I've had a really rough week. So a I reporter, need to make you feel worse than me. No.
0: So, a reporter was like, Who wants to tell him? Monica Lewinsky chimes in and says, not Deaf, me. not me. <laughs>
1: Monica Lewinsky has emerged as the hero of this century that we deserve. Yes. Did you know they're do- the new uh, American Crime is going to be about, about the Clinton And thing? she's
0: an executive producer. She's an that?
1: executive producer. Like I'm. That should be, if I, I watch
0: TV, that would be very interesting.
1: Um, those American Crime <laughs> stories are generally very good. The O.J. Simpson one was excellent. The Versace one was a bananas bonkers. Um, I'm very excited to watch that. I haven't that. gotten
0: to my favorite story yet.
1: We, really? Some, Aren't we like an hour into the
0: Oh, yeah. Show? <laughs> a woman is suing the Mormon church because they lied to her.
1: Okay. That's
0: literally the whole story. She's, and not just a I woman. About the
1: existence of?
0: Uh, about everything. She's saying, and it's a class action lawsuit. So like, hey. Oh, okay. Are you mad at the church for lying to you too? Come on in. Well, I
1: can't just be. Lying writ large. That's it.
0: That's a good question. Here's what she says. She's angry at the Mormon Church or whatever they want to be called these days. For this is specific. Not it's not an atheism thing. This is not. I used to be a Christian. I went to church. They taught me at, about Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. And now I'm an atheist. And, and I, I think they lied to and me. Steve now. Yeah. <laughs> then they lied to me, and I'm mad, and I'm suing them. That's not what this is. Oh, she is saying they misrepresented the foundational history of mormonism in other words saying that there is a mormon history like that it's that, a
1: very famous musical
0: yeah <laughs> there is a mormon history but The church has whitewashed it, she said, and manipulated it. Like, they didn't tell her everything she needed to know about Joseph Smith, and they left out some stuff that made him look really bad and lied about it.
1: She heard the part about the plates in his hat, the gold plates in his hat?
0: So here's the thing. she's uh, Something like that. She's not saying, they taught me this myth, this religious myth, and now I realize they were bullshitting the whole time. That is not the case. She is saying, like, Joseph Smith... Uh, here's an example. Um, I'm trying to find a good one here. Like, he did not directly use gold plates to create the Book of Mormon. That is something that the Mormon leaders have now admitted. They were not gold plates, even though that's the narrative the Mormon church has delivered for, like, years and years. But now they're apologizing for it. Like, no, that wasn't right. That stuff we, we told you was the Mormon theology. Uh-huh. That's not it. Okay. And she's saying, like, I was praying this way. I was doing all these things for the Mormon church. And now you're kind of, like, saying that's not literally true. So it's a, weird, it's a weird way of doing this. She says that their manipulation of the orthodoxy of the religion, like the story of the religion, uh-huh. has left her with, quote, immeasurable emotional harm in the form of existential crises, <laughs> suicides, broken families, insomnia, anxiety... And depression. (laughs) So, like, imagine this, for example. Like, the Catholic Church comes out now and says, hey, you know how we always told you those communion wafers, the consecrated communion wafers, are literally the body of Christ? Uh It's as if the Catholic Church would come out today and say, you know what, on second thought their metaphors, like it's a symbolic representation of the body of Christ. What would that do to Catholics, believing Catholics, who have lived their whole life thinking this is the literal body of Christ, and now the church is telling them, No, you know what? That wasn't accurate. Well,
1: according to surveys, most Catholics don't actually believe that.
0: We'll get back to that. Okay. I have something about that. I
1: genuinely don't know whose side I'm on right now.
0: This Exactly right. So she is alleging... I'm
1: definitely not on the LDS side.
0: (laughs) She's alleging fraud. She's alleging emotional distress. She's alleging, like, RICO, which is a thing that applies to criminal organizations. RICO?
1: R-I-C-O? Yeah.
0: And it's stands Wait, what for is that? something. Oh. Um, but she wants like out of pocket monetary loss for the money she's given to them in tithing to pay for her missionary trips. Like all the money she's given to the Mormon church, she, she wants it was she
1: raised in the church? Yes,
0: she was. Like, it's a joy to read because she goes into detail about, you told me this growing up, but now you say this is what's going on.
1: So the problem isn't necessarily... So it's not like saying, um, oh, you raised me as Baptist and told me um, uh, creationism was real, but now I understand. It's that their internal logic wasn't sound. It was that the myths you taught me... We're not the real
0: myths. We're not the correct myths. Right. More or less. That's kind of what it is. So here's the thing. Everyone looking at this lawsuit. I feel like my
1: whole foundation is shaken <laughs> because this is a wild story. <laughs> here's the thing.
0: Everyone who I've seen looking at this story is like, there's no effing way this is going to work. Like, did again, they say effing or did you? Uh, that's me saying oh, it. okay. They're all just like, she's not going to win this. She's not going to win a class action lawsuit against the Mormon church. How many other religions are there? even religions adapt and adjust over time. Like the Mormon church finally let black people be priests in the late 70s. Yeah. And they would just say, look, we had it wrong. Now it's this way. Or, you can't sue them for like fixing and adapting. Like, what are you going to do about it? That's how religion works. But... Here's the upside it's to this lawsuit.
1: Such a wild yeah. story. Yeah.
0: Here's the upside to this. Wait,
1: is she still part of the LDS?
0: I think she's no longer okay. A practicing. Okay. Because that Mormon. would be fucking I'm not, buck
1: wild. Yeah. And I she think was she's still out. in the church, and was like, "You made me relearn this shit." Yeah.
0: I think she's out. But here's the value. Here's the good thing to the lawsuit. Now that people are talking about the lawsuit, uh-huh. maybe they will be like, well, what did the church teach and what are they saying now? We've talked about the CES letter, which is this whole giant like letter that a Mormon uh, believer, maybe now an ex-believer, uh, wrote to his leaders saying, like, you taught me all the following, but I know it's not true because of this. Maybe this lawsuit gets some wheels turning sure. in the heads of some people and that might be a plus even if a judge tosses out this case. Wow. Cuz it's a whole lawsuit dedicated to pointing out the contradictions.
1: I want to talk to the lawyer theology. who's taking up this lawsuit. The lawyer's
0: name is Kate Birmingham and cool, she is okay, the author let's out. and she is the author of An American Fraud: One Lawyer's Case Against Mormonism. <laughs> like she's been waiting for this moment her whole life.
1: I want to watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Just go see the Book of Mormon. Wait, tell me, American yeah. fraud? An
0: American fraud, one lawyer's case against Mormonism. That's so
1: fucking good, case. This is
0: like the culmination of her life's work.
1: Oh, that's excellent work.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> since you mentioned it, since we talked about the Catholic Church and yeah. Eucharist, <laughs> the Pew Research Center just released a survey this week where they asked Catholics, you remember we did that religious test? Yeah. Like Part of that.
1: Last week, two weeks ago? A
0: couple five? weeks ago, Yeah. And part of it is they were asking people like, "What do you believe?" And now tell us what you answer about these following things. So now they're digging a little deeper and differently into that information, saying, uh-huh. "We know we talked about the quiz and how everyone scored, but there's actually more information that we collected." Really quick, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> when we posted that thing, a lot of people were talking about like, "Oh, I got 15 out of 15." Remember, I didn't take the 15 question one. I took yeah, you like took the a
0: 32. Thir- 32. So question when you scored one. 14 or 15, it's. Oh, I'm sorry. I scored, scored much better than yeah, yeah, that. Yeah.
1: I got like four wrong, but it was
0: out over of 32. A lot more. I feel like a lot, a lot of people were questions.
1: trying to like rub my like. Oh, I got a hundred percent correct. These questions are so easy. I did harder questions. That is. Correct. I'm not stupid.
0: <laughs> you tell them. <laughs> So, Thank you. I'm not I've just been
1: drinking wine. So
0: the Pew Research Center is now saying, hey, we got more information that we didn't tell you yet. Yeah. And one of the things they wanted to point out is that of the US Catholics who took that quiz and they asked them questions about their beliefs, they asked people like, Well, what do you think about Eucharist? Uh-huh. What do you think about a consecrated communion wafer? Like, is it actually the body of Christ? Is it a symbol of the body of Christ? What's the deal? And the
1: majority said it was a symbol, right?
0: And the majority, yeah. 69% of Catholics said they believe the bread and the wine are symbols. That is literally not what the church teaches. Do
1: you always say Catholics with three syllables?
0: Catholics?
1: Catholics.
0: I don't know. I've never thought about
1: it. 69% nice. So, um, like, more than two-thirds.
0: It said they believe it's a metaphor. It's a symbol, like, which is correct, but that's not what the church teaches. Sure. But here's the thing. which this- Isn't
1: this a wild hill to die on? Because we're we would all be like, yeah, if it's a symbol, like, we get it. We do not think that this wafer turns into, like, Actual, actual Jesus, actual Jesus bits. Yeah.
0: Except Jesus it's a, nugs. Except it's a sacrament. This is one of the foundations of Catholicism. You yeah. have to believe this shit. This is not negotiable. Yeah. Even Ken Ham will say believing in creationism, it's not a thing that has right. anything to do with whether you're going to get into heaven. It's or not, not, not a
1: foundational. Element. Not a
0: foundational thing. He just is like it, you have to believe this because. Like, everything depends on it. Right. But but he has said himself, like, if you don't, you could still get into heaven. I just think you're wrong. This is not negotiable, right? this Eucharist thing for the Catholic Church. Uh So anyway, but here's the thing. Here's a different question. Not what do you believe about the Eucharist, about Mm -hmm. the wafers, but what does the church teach? Like, do you even know what your church teaches? Only 50% of Catholics said I know that they say it's actually the body of Christ. So just to break, and so fifty percent have no idea what the church teaches about a thing that is foundational. So there are to people the who
1: say I understand that the church teaches that it's literal, but, but I, I don't s-
0: believe it. Yeah. Wow. So literally, here is the thing: um, of the sixty nine percent of Catholics who th- say it's a symbol, twenty two of those percents are people who know that the Catholic Church says something different. Wow. So, like, those people are just like, I know what they say. I don't buy it. Hmm. So that's interesting. 28% of people said, like, I know what the church teaches and I believe it. But, like, 22% of Catholics are sitting there saying, like, yeah, I know what the Pope says. It's bullshit. (laughs) Yes. Jerk-off motion. Jerk-off motion. Like... It's it's not even like, no, there's no way my church teaches that. That's ridiculous. Are you kidding me? That's not it. No, they're like, I know what the church teaches. Mm, It's just BS. I know what the church teaches. And at that point, I have to ask, why do you still call yourself a Catholic? I know there are cultural reasons and I know why maybe Listen, there are I'm arguments to send your kids there. And but like
1: in cultural Catholicism. Dude, and I get it all. But like, yeah, when it gets you to clearly that clearly kind of don't shit. believe
0: a foundational aspect of Catholicism. Maybe it's time you just say, look, there's some nice things I like about my church, but I'm not really a Catholic because yeah. of all these reasons, because it's bullshit, because this thing is bullshit.
1: Yeah, I went to a Catholic mass a few weeks ago. I might have talked about it already. But it was really interesting, like, with my husband's entire Polish Catholic family, and I think most of them would call themselves Catholic, how few of them, like, did all of the Catholic things. And it was really interesting because, like, I noticed a lot of people didn't, like, kneel when you are supposed to kneel or do whatever because, like, that's really easy to spot. But a lot of people still took communion when they did or whatever. It was was a very interesting sort of, like... Thing to to watch happen I've never taken communion Mostly because I get really stressed out Over like <laughs> Like ritualized things Where you're supposed to know what you do yeah. Like the first time I pumped gas I was really nervous Because oh everybody's god. just very like Also I do trivia sometimes On Wednesday nights At yes. the bar near me And one of the questions was um, According to like Young earth creationists What year was Was the earth created Oh my god And, I, and it was one 4,004 B.C. Wait, is that what it was?
0: That has to be the answer. I
1: don't remember. I tried. Oh. I tried to do some math, but I got it wrong. Uh-uh. But it was one of those like they didn't expect you to get the answer. Is whoever got right. closest got like a free shot or whatever the fuck. Damn they it! Did. I missed out. I like you would ever come out in public with me? Do you want to come do trivia someday? No. Well then, then <laughs> what? Then what am I doing here, Heaven? The
0: New York Times crossword puzzle last night. The religiously unaffiliated five letters.
1: Religiously unaffiliated and O N E S. Bingo. Yeah. Nice job. Thank you. I do the mini crossword puzzle every day. <laughs> <You>
0: loser. <What? laughs> Get with the, the big boys mean? and do the Saturday wanna, like the rest I of us. I don't want
1: to pay for it. It's just a nice God. thing that like my friends and I do, and we send each other our scores, and everybody does it while they're pooping.
0: I... <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you, Any podcast listener... If you wanna do the mini crossword challenge on the New York Times crossword app, uh-huh. email me. I'll send you my pa- uh, my my code and we'll do battle. I'll do it with any of you. We'll be friends on there. Wait
1: for the mini or for the, the mini.
0: M- for the mini. They Wait, have I'll they battle have,
1: you. What? There's a battle? But
0: there's a battle. All right. Do
1: I have to like pay money?
0: No. Email me and Wait, I'll which send one. You, Is I, it just in this guy? Yeah, it's that guy. Okay. Daily mini. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And you I'll, just send people your...
0: You can, you can, like, swap codes, and then we could do battle with each other, and I'll beat you every time. No,
1: I want to do that with you. I'm pretty good, usually. I, Sometimes you, I'm especially pretty bad. As long as
0: you report back to everybody that I crushed your ass every day. I night.
1: will. Like, listen, I've been literally doing this every day for two years. I feel like I know every five-letter word, <laughs> five <letter> word <laughs> in the fucking world.
0: I am one email away from them saying we accepted your crossword I know oh my god I'm I can't waiting. believe you said
1: it on on the air you've been talking to me about this for months I'm waiting I will I swear to God when your crossword puzzle gets published you I will guys,
0: I've been trying so hard I will do a it. free
1: trial for the New York Times right, and fine. do it I'll get my 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 uh, friends to do it too. <laughs>
0: Anyway, well, friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. I'll send you my code. We'll do battle. Let's go. I want um, to do... Send me the code. I'll send you the code after we're done recording. Okay. Ugh. I have a really couple of quick ones here.
1: I have a quick um, one, too.
0: There is... It, it, this is an interesting argument that if you haven't thought about it, this is an interesting thought to have in your head mm-hmm. when we're having these <laughs> discussions about shootings and whatnot. This comes from historian John Fay, FEA. He's a Christian, but he's been a critic of white evangelicals in the Trump era. So he's awesome to talk about uh, all this stuff. But one of the things he pointed out in an editorial for the Washington, uh, an op-ed for the Washington post, he basically posed this question. Uh, I'll just put it this way. I'm not quoting him. I'm just saying this. Every time there's a mass shooting, what's the response from Republicans and, and Christians, prayers. thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. That's how we'll handle this. We need more prayer or everything. When it comes to abortion, Which is another thing they feel very strongly about. They never say they legislate. Yeah, let's thoughts and prayers our way Mm -hmm. through abortion, so it'll reduce abortions. And no, they legislate. They like manipulate Mm -hmm. the federal bench, the judiciary.
1: Yeah, and I would argue the same thing happens with they make it
0: a campaign issue. Yeah, like, and here is what Faye actually said: they rarely offer uh, thoughts to the families who suffer through such a decision, if you have an abortion or something, which they think is really bad. They don't say thoughts and prayers. No. Instead, he says, they attempt to solve the problem of abortion by passing legislation, organizing grassroots campaigns, proposing new bills, electing political candidates who will appoint federal justices, blah, blah, blah. In other words, when it comes to abortion, conservative evangelicals act. But when it comes to gun control, they share thoughts and prayers and call for revival just another clear sign of hypocrisy on the right that is all
1: that's anytime like I think the best response I've seen is like you know how 36 or how many people died last weekend and the tweets that always get me are did anyone tell Republicans that these are former fetuses (laughs)
0: Um,
1: my last thing is Joe Biden what are you doing bud that could be a segment that could be a weekly segment (laughs) Joe Biden what you doing bud Quote, poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Joe, bud, poor what you doing? Poor kids
0: are just as bright. Joe. And what did he mean to say?
1: Um, well, I mean, I think.
0: Like poor kids are just as bright and talented as kids who as have those advantages. Yeah, as wealthy kids as who wealthy have those kids. advantages. But I mean,
1: poor kids is obviously a, uh, a pseudonym for brown kids. <laughs> Here's the right? thing like, like,
0: Joe Biden says that it is a gaffe. That's not what you meant to say. You said the wrong thing. But I know what you were trying to get at. Which is still pretty racist. Yeah, different issue. But again, if he said poor kids are just as capable of doing everything as wealthy kids with privilege, they don't have the opportunities. Of course. And we need to fix that. I feel like that's what he was going for. Nice. You made a shot. (laughs) Um, Like, that's what he was going for.
1: So I'm not
0: mad at Joe Biden. It's just like, dude, you got to get this right. I'll get over it. Like, it's not a big deal. It's just like, uh, there's Joe Biden saying something that he no, didn't mean to say. No, but it is... Whereas the right is jumping on this as if he made some huge existential faux pas. Whereas every Republican, like, actually says horrible things about this, yeah. and they don't care. Like, that's what bugged me about it's
1: that. It's fucking... Gar- like, everything is trash this week. I hate everything. Nothing is good.
0: This will make you happy then. Okay. So, the Boy Scouts of America... They are also being sued by nearly 700 men who say they were in the Boy Scouts and the Boy Scouts are hiding abusers <gasps> who sexually assaulted them. They enabled those abusers to continue preying on boys. And they hey, basically I mean, can we
1: talk about your the attorney? What you think a positive story <laughs> is?
0: Positive story because these people are going down. Um, the attorney who represents this giant 700 person lawsuit said this. This organization, the Boy Scouts, this organization is so full of child molesters that if you weren't sexually molested in scouting, you were just lucky. The Boy Scouts should not exist anymore. Wow. You couldn't design a better place for pedophiles, he goes on. Mm, I would
1: argue the Catholic Church,
0: they have competition. You're putting men you know virtually nothing about in close proximity with young boys away from their parents in the woods. That is from Timoth, Tim Kosnov, the attorney who is working on this. And the thing is, like, there have been incidents here and there, but never a cla- like a huge lawsuit like this one.
1: Wow. Again,
0: all I have to say, like, hey, for once, it's like, hey, Boy Scouts, thanks for banning atheists so we're not a part of this. No shit. (laughs) But also, like, you work with kids. Any organization that works with kids, whether you're the Catholic Church or Southern Baptist or Evangelical or the Boy Scouts, like, you have a special responsibility to protect them, and public schools do it, too. Like, yes, bad eggs will sneak through. They will get through. Things will happen, and you got to take action on that. But when you work with kids, you have to have oversight. And by the way, according to a researcher um, hired by the Boy Scouts, and this is their own material from 2012, they said that over the past 80 years, according to their own records, more than 12,000 children were allegedly abused by nearly 8,000 scout leaders. That is their own list from the past.
1: 12,000? Yeah.
0: And this is from people who are still alive, and in some cases, maybe they've the statute of limitations has expired, but they are working to um, get this done as quickly as possible, in part because the Boy Scouts is in such dire straits right now, they could file for bankruptcy at any second, oh, and yeah. if they do... That would block any victims from getting a potential payout here. So they're trying to file this lawsuit before the Boy Scouts goes out of business. And it also is a reminder that some states say, like, uh, if you're X number of years old, then you can't file a claim like this. Hey,
1: not in Illinois anymore, though. Yes. That's one good piece of, one piece one of good thing. news.
0: Yeah. So anyway, Election Boy Scouts Democrats. are going down. There's your good news. Wow! But also, that's a shitty. But also, that means
1: twelve thousand kids got molested. So, like, let's chill. Right. Um. Are you done with stories? Sure. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Chug that wine. Um. I want to. (laughs) Haven't looked so deeply uncomfortable trying to drink more than a tiny sip of wine (laughs) at a
0: time. I hate this podcast.
1: Um, so uh, my husband and I are leaving on a big road trip um, a week from tonight, um, next Friday, which is the 16th, I think. 16th adjacent. Uh, yeah. Um, and so we're going to a bunch of cities between, like, in the sort of northeast. But um, I'm doing two meetups. If any listeners want to come get a drink, it is going to be extremely chill. It's going to be literally, like, me, my husband, and Toronto will be me, my husband, my friend, and, like... If you want to come get a drink and bullshit with us, it's fine. Like, I just did it in Minneapolis. Literally, it was two people because I decided on the day of because two people were like, hey, you want to <laughs> hang out? Jen? I was like, I sure do. It will be fine. I'm very easy to talk to <laughs> if you want to hang out. Um, so in Washington, D.C., Monday, August 19th at 6 p.m., um, I my my husband Mikey and I will be at City Bar Uh, 400 East Street, Southwest. Um, So it's the rooftop of the Hyatt place right there. I'm really into rooftops. I mean, it's fucking D.C. It's on the mall. I want to see some shit while I'm there. Um, We'll be there hanging out. Um, I have a contact point there who hopefully she'll be able to meet us. Uh, And then Toronto, the following week, uh, Monday the 26th at 6 p.m. at the Dunright Inn, which apparently is like a dope dive bar that a listener tipped me off to. Her husband works there. Um, So... I love a dive bar as much as I love a rooftop. Don't look at your watch. We're, we've got plenty of time.
0: No, it just buzzed. I don't know why.
1: Oh, did you get all your steps in?
0: Fitbit's <laughs> proud of me.
1: <laughs> um, So that's Monday the 26th um, in, in Toronto, um, Monday the 19th in D.C., both at 6 p.m. probably or just like when fucking ever. Um, done right in eight sixty one Queen Street West in Toronto. City Bar four hundred East Street Southwest. Y'all have weird addresses. Why do you have <laughs> s- like why do you have directions after the street? Um, so I will tweet them. Hemant will probably retweet them because he has more followers <laughs> than me. Um, come no, say no, hi. Like genuinely, here. we'll just like be hanging out and like getting a beer. I know it's a Monday night, which is lame, but like that's just sort of how the schedule shook out. Um, anyway. So next week we're going to have a regular show and the following week is going to be like a... We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. No, we already recorded, oh yeah, we recorded it. I know what it's it. going to be. We're not going to figure it out. <laughs> Christ, um, if you want to buy a weird cross-stitch from me, uh, Bitches Get stitched Done um, at, is my Etsy shop. I'm actually like coming up on having some free time vis-a-vis cross-stitching on my hand. So, you know, I'll make something for you and you can pay me money so I can make mortgage again. <laughs> Um, Hemant, Oh, you can find me on Twitter, B L U E B U R E, Blueberry, at Twitter. Hemant at Hemant Meta, his name. Yep. Like a genius, he just <laughs> did his fucking name. Who would have thought? Um, email us at FriendlyAnthesPodcast at gmail.com. If you uh, think you want to come um, meet up at D.C. or Toronto, if you could shoot me a tweet or um, an email just so I know how many to expect. Because if nobody shows up, like, I mean, I'll, if we're we'll be being honest, still gonna be I'll the be the there. But, like, if... You know, I don't want to, like, reserve, like, 20 seats and have one person show up. It would be humiliating for me. I want
0: pictures of that.
1: Oh, my God. It's going to happen, isn't it? Anyway, yes. like, a few people showed up in L.A., so I'm <laughs> hoping. Anyway, I'm doing... Do you have anything good going on this week? Uh, no. I'm literally about to get off this podcast and then go do a uh, Skype book club with Leigh and Amanda, my best friends. Oh. We read a uh, another romance novel because I was picking the book. <laughs> It's about a non-neurotypical guy in like I think Victorian England or Scotland. I don't know. It wasn't very good, but you know, All right, a good. T- no, <laughs> don't cut me off. I'm talking I'm about this bad book off. I read. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Listen to us next week. Uh, email us if you have any questions. Let's
0: do crossword battle.
1: Oh my god, yes! Let's I'll do post crossword. That on the I didn't notes. know that was a thing. Okay, well, we're gonna figure it out. We'll talk to you next Bye. week.